Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book Two, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. Who's playing with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns. <laughs> and I'm playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name is Bianca Phipps. I use they, them pronouns. And I'm playing Hart, who also uses they, them pronouns. And my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns. And I'm playing Rain Hallwinter, who uses she, her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I use they, them pronouns, and I'll be your void master this evening. Um, so the PHB cast crew went out last night, and we had too much candy for dinner. Yeah, so <laughs> we're all... It was for a good cause. It was your birthday. It was my yeah, birthday. Happy birthday. By the time happy this episode comes master. out, it will have not been your birthday for a very no, long time. it but... hasn't been. But you can always still send me gifts. Um, That's true. Uh, and you uh, should DM me for my address. Um, <laughs> I got all sorts of cool new dice. I got dice with turtles in them. I got candle oh. dice. I got a coupon from Bianca that might come up at some point. That is cute. Um, all sorts of cool coupon stuff. dice. So uh, if we sound a little crusty this morning, you know why. <laughs> I sound uh, fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're crusty. I uh, sound fine. So while we take a quick Peter uh, light <laughs> break, let's uh, check in <laughs> with one of our favorite characters and find out what happened last time. Are you still out there in the darkness, my hunters for truth? This is the Sturge, and you've tapped into a fresh vein. Conflict rages in several sectors throughout the galaxy, but thanks to a small crew of Voidfarers, led by the recently appointed Counselor Adnax, perhaps the imprisoned citizens of Dungeon One may have a new chance at freedom. With his inner circle, including the infamous Rain, Slime, Hallwinter, and the Voidforged H.A.R.T., the new counselor has made the evacuation of the prison colony a top priority. In fact, the entirety of the Star Corsair, a privateer ship turned galactic symbol, is singularly united in the name of peace, reconciliation, and healing for all void kind. As the Corsair sets its sights on the search and rescue of the Gobbler, this hunter wonders if this small beam of hope will be enough to cut through the waves of hate pouring out from the antithesis-powered H.A.L. Until we know, keep your daggers sharp and your loved ones cloaked. There's more truth out there to hunt down. For now, this vein has run dry. So you're there in the creature system and the um, gallery, like sort of up uh, where where you, um, the command station of the ship is. Mm -hmm. uh, most of your crew is kind of assembled as you're seeing all of these distress signals coming off Basteria. Um, 
countless distress signals as you see that there is a lot of conflict on the surface of this planet. Um, you are pretty far off from it now, but even from here, you're picking up these signals. Um, you are seeing signs of the uh, carnage that is happening on the surface of the planet, but that is not your heading. Um, but you just see kind of like the concerned faces of your crew as they're seeing uh, sort of the battlefront of this war at this point. What do you all do? Oof. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, how close are we to the last known coordinates of the gobbler? Yeah, so this is a binary star system, and uh, the larger of the stars is where Bisteria sort of orbits. Um, the smaller star that this larger star is sort of feeding off of is quite far away from you. Uh, so what you'll need to do is you'll be burning fuel out to the very edge of the creature system. It's going to take a couple of days to do this, um, but you know exactly where you're headed. Okay, uh, I want to let everybody know, uh, you know, just kind of give a general message to the crew and say, like, look, everybody, it's time to start uh, staying on our toes. Stay vigilant. If if whatever's making these ships disappear could take down a ship like the Gobbler, then it must be formidable. So let's all be careful. Um, Tanya speaks up. Captain, I'm going to attempt to cloak us. There are a lot of Howl patrolling this area. Um, maybe, Rain, you want to give me a hand? Yeah, of course. And I finish uh, sprucing up my new boots, my new Jordans. I make them look like the Jordans. This is a shout out to Samwise in our Patreon, who, <laughs> who posted a picture of like metal looking Jordans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so they're going to look like that. I have like these like sort of brass metal looking Jordans on now. Um, they have little rockets on them. And I uh, fi I just finished up the, the last little bits of it, and I head on over to help. Cool. Uh, so Tanya's actually going to give you the help action, because it's better if you roll dice instead of me. Yeah, I'm and, like, move over. Um, move over. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> this will sort of be the DC for your ship to be discovered in this sector. Okay. So just uh, ha hacking or mechanics? Um, Do you have a comm tool proficiency? I Damn, no, I don't. Okay, I have... then yeah, you can use hacker tools. Okay, cool. Crit. Whoa. No, 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 that was a crit, yeah. You can wow. see me. We are invisible. <laughs> I like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I just like literally click one, like F4. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. Yeah, you have uh, masked your uh, signals in a very cool sci-fi kind of way. <laughs> and uh, you Yo. think that you'll be operating almost as a ghost in this system. Um, do you all continue towards the rendezvous point? Yeah, yeah I think so. that's what we came for. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, then you will be burning for a few days as you move to this location. Um, we'll move time along pretty quickly, but there's anything specific you want your character to kind of be working on or doing during this time, now would be a good time to let me know. Ooh. I have two projects. <laughs> One. <laughs> uh, I'm going to redo the bathroom. Just kidding. Um, I uh, I would like to yeah, be... Uh, uh, Rat Snatch comes out of the uh, crew bathroom and says, do not go in there. <laughs> 
Rat snatch. Rat snatch. Use the blue bathroom. Oh, R.I.P. Little Dumper. I would like to um um one be training. I assume is there like a training room on the ship that I could be using? Um, yeah, I think there, if anything, there's like a gym. Okay. I want to be just like practicing with my new sword arm so that I can get used to slicing instead of punching. Oh, dope. Yeah. Um, love that. So I've been, I've been doing that. And I think part of that is, um, also my second project. I'd like to be spending time with Donnie so I can figure out what is going on. Um, <laughs> this is just my personal downtime side quest mission. Um, I want yeah. to be his friend. Are you trying to like train with Donnie? Um, yes, I think so. I think um, he can do magic now, right? I mean, he's always been yeah. able to do magic. Um, I think I want to be fighting against a magician. Oh, interesting. Okay, I like that. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Let's have you roll. <gasps> huh. This is going to be opposed against Donnie. I would accept athletics or maybe even like one of your charisma rolls, like intimidation or something like that. Okay. I'm going to do athletics because I know that I'm good at that. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I rolled a nat one. That's wild because Donnie also rolled a nat one. Oh, we're both very distracted. Neither of us can be. Oh, that's kind of fun. I like that. It's actually kind um, of beautiful. Yeah. I think um, I'm just I'm I'm pulling my my punches a lot, as it were, because um, I'm scared to actually hit him. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's what happens. Is like uh, Donnie uh, can tell like you're holding back. Like Donnie was like pretty game to spar with you. Like came down and like little, like athletic. <laughs> sort of close, <laughs> uh, like gym shorts, and uh, can like sense like you're like kind of hesitating, like you don't actually like want to like maybe. Uh, I think he'll interpret it as you not taking it seriously. Mm. And um, what happens as you like sort of like draw back again as you two are like kind of going at each other? You're just like coming at him with this sword arm, and he's trying to deflect it with magic. Um, but you keep like sort of hesitating. You see, he gets kind of frustrated, and um. Uh, kind of yells, take this seriously. And you see this spectral tentacle <gasps> sort of lash off of him and push you back against the wall. I'll go ahead and roll a strength saving throw. Okay. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, this is what I've been waiting for. Uh, strength saving throw, it's only a 12. A 12? Okay. You're going to take 10 points of damage as you against the wall. You make a huge dent in the wall and you see uh, Donnie's face fall um, and run over to your side. Oh my God. Oh my God, Hart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that. It is all right. Um, I'll reach up with my non-sword arm and just sort of like, like, um, like, like, uh, uh, you know, just like put my hand on his shoulder and be like, it's okay. Um, it is, I am quite tough. I can take a hit. That was surprising. I did not know you could do that. Um, yeah, he kind of turns away from you. Uh, roll an inside check. 13. Yeah, you can, I'll have him roll deception against that, because he's a young adult. 
yeah, not rolling very well for her. Um, you can tell that he is pretty affected by that and um, definitely like losing control in that situation. And uh, he's like, has his back to you, but you can tell he's like crying a little bit. I will um, approach him um, and and like put my hand on his shoulder while like standing next to him so we're not like looking at each other. Um, and I'm gonna say, I have never intentionally been angry. And I found myself very angry on Dungeon One and it worried me. I'm sorry if I made you feel as though I didn't take you seriously. I am grappling with the consequences of my existence. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry I lashed out. Dr. Moonbreaker says that my emotions are where I draw my magic from and I have to stay in control of them or they might take over. I still see her in my dreams. The woman in the water. I squeeze his shoulder. Um... That sounds frightening. Yeah. I didn't work with Dr. Moonbreaker because I liked her. I just needed to find a way to make it stop. Birdie didn't understand that. Um, I miss him. Um, yeah, he, he lets out kind of like a choked, like, sob and kind of turns into you and, like, wraps his arms around you. Nice. I give him a hug. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Yay. Um, I'm a parent. Uh, uh, we're bonding. Um, I I give him a I give him a little hug back. Um, very you know gentle. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. Um, uh, and I say, um, I say, um, Doctor Moonbreaker considers emotions a danger. I believe, but. If it is the source of your strength, how could that be dangerous? I don't think you're... I don't think you're dangerous, Donnie. I understand. Roll me a quick perception check. Okay. What do I see with my special eyes? Uh, 14. Um, you think kind of, uh, as you're like sort of holding Donnie and like consoling him, um, something catches your eye for a second. <laughs> something like sort of in the entryway of the gym. Um, but as soon as you kind of pick up on it and look up, it's already gone. Um, and then like Donnie holds you a little tighter and we'll hold there. Do any of the rest of you do anything on this voyage? Yeah, I'd like to snoop a little bit more. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> I want to, uh, in my free time, I want to dig into the um, tablet uh, a little bit. Cool. And I want to check for two things. Uh, the first is um, if there's any sort of like programmed uh, spells, for lack of a better way to put it, programmed spells in the tablet that were used in you know what I mean? Like in the creation mm. of the Warforged and, mm. and hopefully get some insight in that. And then the other thing is 
I know there's a lot of information about the Warforged in the tablet, but I want to see if there's uh, any insight into, um, like, my dad and, like, the shift from what he did before building Warforged. Like, I understand what he did. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. like, like, was he always kind of messed up or was there, like, a shift that mm-hmm. happened? You know what I mean? At a certain time. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, Rain, you'll have no trouble reading through all these notes. You have plenty of time to do that on on your current voyage. Cool. Um, but let's see how much of it you're able to grasp. Are you working with anyone on this or is this like a solo project? Uh, I think I'm planning for it to be solo. Okay. But if... if uh, Rain 2.0 is nosy like I am and wants to participate. She's more than welcome to, but I I don't think I'm actively like, hey, you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm just kind of doing my thing. So if if she walked by, I'd welcome it. But uh, for the most part, I kind of want to do it on my own. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah, I I think she would definitely like take note of what you're doing. You kind of always see her out of the corner of your eye, just sort of like watching you every now and then Uh, but she will rarely approach you with anything so unless you ask her for assistance she probably would not volunteer it um i just i just wave i give like a like a peace sign and she gives you like a scowl and runs away um then just give me an investigation check and let's see uh, what you're able to pull out of this research okay sweet uh 17 Nice. nice okay yeah um, specifically about your father, I think you're able to kind of trace his history through this research. Mm-hmm. It's dense, and a lot of it is just sort of hard science. A lot of it does make sense to you, but not a lot of it is pertinent to anything that you're currently doing. Yeah. Um, you see that your father and mother both like kind of worked together for um kind of like the uh the, the the human contact initiative right which was like this organization that supported the early days of like humans and on um, these alien species sort of integrating within the void um and one of the concerns that uh, your father in particular was kind of uh, uh working on was just the short lifespan of humans compared to some of the other creatures in the void and that Mm -hmm. it's just it would be so much harder for humanity to make a lasting impact outside of their own cultures because they just don't last as long as elves and dwarves and these other races do so a lot of the research your dad was doing was about extending human life um using uh genetic cloning and things like that um Mm -hmm. your mother was more involved in sort of the uh reach out portion of it the more like the the, the face of it where uh, your father was doing a lot of like the science um you see their father was working with a dr lovehand on a lot of that uh research and um his incarceration came when it was discovered that he was running this kind of underground cloning facility and had made uh a great number of clones of himself and other people and we're using them to test like the viability of like uh transplants and uh things like like that or or, um even 
uh, extending consciousness to a new body once your current body sort of withers away, uh, that sort of thing, which um, the council sort of deemed as unnatural science and Mm -hmm. uh, kind of shut that down. Within all of that, however, you do find a spell. This is a spell that your dad um, made, uh, which Mm. you could spend some time to try to learn. And the spell is uh, Create Clone. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Jesus Christ! That's scary. Um... Hmm, that's a very, uh, that's a moral dilemma right there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think, I think I would like to, um, I I would like to study it and learn it for the sake of like gaining insight into it. I don't think I necessarily plan on using it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like just willy nilly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, 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 uh, there might be some, you know, Mm -hmm. PG 13 ways that we can, you know, use the, I don't know, for lack of a better, there's, there might be a, a not fucked up way to like either use the spell or just have it just to like, um, make something better of it. Does that make sense? (laughs) <laughs> if it makes mm-hmm. sense to rain, sure. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Why don't we have you do an arcana <laughs> check? I don't okay. really know too much about learning spells, but well, let's call it an arcana check, and we'll move on from there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sweet. Here we go. Not bad. That was a uh, seventeen. Oh. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I think what you put together is that this spell takes uh, several days to sort of cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the sort of spell where you're just going to like kind of need to focus on it for a few days. And mm-hmm. the components of it are um, like, a substantial amount of genetic material, um, likely like blood or something along those lines. And um, you can create uh, using a magic that is very similar to necromancy, a uh, sort of homunculus style clone of yourself oh, um, God. that <laughs> would be <laughs> uh, that would sort of like obey your commands um, but would only uh, have like enough kind of life force to sustain like seven days after which its uh, organs will start to fail and it will uh, die <laughs> Jesus Christ this is, oh how the rain, this is how the rain wars begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, um, it's good to know the spell. <laughs> um, the yeah, spell is. level is quite high, I should also say. I might say. not even what, be able to cast it. What is your current spell level? I need to I th- look up. I think the highest slot that I have is fourth level. All right, give me a second here. I need to look up the spell that I modeled this off of. Oh. Uh, around this. This is wild. Can you imagine going closer. through the iPad of your dad's coworker and discovering that he It's like, oh, the recipe's this. right here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a, a six-level spell. Uh, so okay. it's... It, it, and you... I, I think you could, as you have now kind of learned the spell, you could attempt to cast it with a lower spell slot, but you know that things could go terribly wrong if you do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do I'm not going to do that. I, yeah. I, again, I'm just going to hold on to it. 
Um, I'm just going to bring the glasses to the Hack Olympics. <laughs> yeah, right. What's the worst that could happen? Um, yeah. But I think like it's very it's very helpful to know. Um, I think terrain is it's really not just insightful to know like the history of the cloning and like how the process works and all that stuff, but it it kind of bring makes her feel a little bit closer to understanding why. Mm. Yeah. Why? Like as she's doing this research, research she's studying and she's connecting it to what she learned about um, the work he was doing for humans and trying to expand human life. And she has a, a specific passion towards like humans making their mark in the void. For so sure. the fact that her her like she's learning that her parents have been spending all this time in the past working together to do the same thing. There's like a there's like a weird sense of like like finally some connection because like ever since she was a kid she was like like why is my dad not around and why is my mom such a jerk with me and like why can't we connect on anything like that but for like the first time ever she like feels like they are actually her parents mm, you know and so even though the cloning part is fucked up like it all is starting to kind of click together uh, for her yeah and as you're sort of like coming to all of these like kind of realizations you have your notes all spread out where are you working on the show I guess I guess I'd be working in my room okay I have like a desk you know where I do some engineering like where I worked on the boots and stuff like that is your door closed I'd leave it open yeah um you look up from your work and you see Tanya Beeman sort of just like kind of uh sort of like peeking her head in like Scooby-Doo style Hey, Tanya, how you doing? <laughs> you busy? Uh, yeah, I'm just wrapping up right now. What's what's up? Everything okay? Oh, absolutely. Uh, while we have a moment, I'd love to ask you a few questions. Yeah, sure. Have a seat. And I, like, move some of my, like, dirty clothes off my bed. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza box that's, like, empty. <laughs> I move off. I don't know if you spoke to the captain, but I've uh, sort of been conducting crew interviews to maybe use for some media purposes. Yeah, I heard you're doing like hype videos and things like that. <laughs> sure, hype videos, something like that. That's cool. I like it. Well, what do you want to know? Okay, well, let's dig in. So there are many throughout the galaxy sort of calling for you to stand trial for your role and unleashing antithesis upon the void. How do you respond to those people? Damn, Tanya, you're hitting me with the hardballs so fast. I, I thought you'd I thought you lob some to me here. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Should I fluff you? What's your favorite this is... pizza topping? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just close all these Jardinier files real fast. <laughs> um, Tanya, you know, it's tough because we obviously didn't plan for that to happen and um, all of that had was very chaotic but I think ultimately what we've learned is that it's always about doing the best that you can you know and sometimes you do the best that you can and and bad things happen but we're never going to stop doing that you see the little drone she has with her sort of like floating kind of by her head as you start talking and um, she leans in. Do you have a message for the families of any of those lost in this war so far? 
I guess... I guess all I want to say is... We're sorry for their loss. And all the damage that's happening in the void right now is... Hurting us deeply as well. And... My hope one day is that we can... We can set things right. Um, but like I said before, we're going to take it a day at a time. And what about for Hal? Do you have a message for them? We're coming. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, we. Very good. Um, maybe we can dig in a little deeper some other time. But yeah, I think this is a good start. Yeah, thanks, Hanya. Oh, yeah. Also, um, can you can you like? I'm not really too good with words, but can you like <laughs> make me sound cooler than you know people probably think I am? Don't oh, tell my friends me. I said that. I'm a master at an edit. Okay, cool. Thanks. I dab her up. Uh, yeah, she, she <laughs> um, and um, on her way out, she turns back. Um, by the way, Rain, you're a natural. Oh, sick. Thanks. You must run in the family. I burp. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Almost cool. Um, Xandar, you don't have to be doing anything, but do you do anything during this voyage? I do, yeah. I actually do want to take advantage of this time because one of my new proficiencies is with a poisoner's kit. Oh, okay. And so I would like to spend a little time, I guess, both in-game and out-of-game negotiating with you what that means for my ability to poison people. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think proficiency with a poisoner's kit sort of just allows you to craft poison, Um, which I think... It's just kind of like a time thing, right? So you would roll a proficiency check with your poisoner's kit, and depending on the outcome of that roll, we would say like how much, how strong your poison would be, and probably how long it will take for you to make it. Okay, then is is the time that we have traveling like a realistic amount of time to try to do that? I'd say so, yeah. What sort of thing are you trying to make? Um, I guess just a poison that, uh, poison, a poison that like would take away, I mean, not, maybe not necessarily to kill Mm -hmm. or like do damage, but to like incapacitate enemies, something that would like either make them worse at what they're trying to do or like incapacitate them in some way. Okay. Sure. Sure. Is this something that you want? people to have to ingest is this like a contact thing uh i think a contact thing okay cool um then go ahead and roll me a check i think we would call using a poisoner's kit uh i guess either wisdom or intelligence okay uh, instead of a contact thing, what if it's like uh, a spray? What if it's like a... Uh, so like something you have to inhale? Something that, yeah, inhale, yeah to inhale. Yeah. yeah, totally. Okay. 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 So that would be a 15. 15? Okay, cool. So 15 is pretty moderate. So I would say you can definitely... Um, poisons are pretty expensive, to, uh, usually in these games. So I'll say you'll be able to make one dose of this in the time that you have. Um, it is going to, yeah, be an inhalant 
Uh, what was your what was your role again? A fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we'll say that um, when sprayed on a creature or like in an area where a creature could uh, breathe it in, uh, it would be a DC fifteen. We'll call it a con save, and they will take the on a fail. They'll be they'll take the poisoned condition, which will give them disadvantage on ability checks and saving throws. I believe. Awesome. Is that kind cool. of what you're going for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it wouldn't be anything like crazy, crazy, but no, I didn't want to let this let this new proficiency go to waste. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, dope. Uh, you <laughs> are making some poison. Uh, where where are you doing that? Is this like a captain's quarter activity? I think the the clipper is in the corsair, right? For sure. I can. I think I'll do it in the clipper. Okay, cool. Yeah, you just see like a lot of people kind of like walking past doing maintenance in the uh, sort of loading dock area, like looking into the uh, uh, window of your clipper, seeing you doing some like mad science sort of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they uh, don't pay you any mind. Uh, Orion pops up a couple times. You know, you've noticed that Orion is kind of interested in your clipper ever since you sort of proposed the idea that he could be installed onto it. Mm-hmm. So every now and then you'll catch Orion sort of like blipping up near your clipper and sort of just like walking around it, kind of like inspecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wouldn't be able to like come into the clipper without being installed on it, right? Uh, he wouldn't, yeah. He can get pretty close to it just because the clipper is physically inside the ship, uh, but he cannot like sort of integrate within its systems. Okay, I'll, I'll step out and uh, speak with him just for a moment to be like, so, how's it feel, uh, being back up to your old void Voidfarin ways? Oh, uh, well, I suppose my old void Voidfarin ways are new to me, but I do feel more in control. I think the crew is starting to respect me as they are command. Yeah, you've, you've done a lot for morale, and, and I appreciate you. It's a fine ship you got here. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's, uh... Gotten me out of a lot of sticky situations. Well, if you ever need an upgrade, we can uh, talk about what we uh, started talking about before. And you know I would want you in that co-pilot seat more than anything, but we just have to be careful for now. I I hope you understand. All right, hotshot. The offer stands. I'll think about it, and... Maybe Rain can tell us a little bit more about what exactly our limitations would be. Oh, that's the thing about the void. It's limitless. He disappears. Cool. (laughs) Okay, you don't get to be in it. (laughs) If it's limitless, Well, there is one limit. (laughs) You approach the sector for the rendezvous with the gobbler. Um, This is far at the edge of the system, and you come upon a ring of asteroids um, sort of orbiting this uh, small dwarf star. Uh, It is a dense ring of asteroids. uh, As you approach Xandar as a pilot, you know flying through this could be pretty tricky. Um, It was probably for the best that you sent Reggie to navigate this initially, uh, but whatever is on the other side of this ring is likely where the problems began. 
Um, as you're scanning this, uh, Tanya will point out that there is like uh, radiation signatures coming off of this rock that seems to be blocking any transmissions from coming in or out. Hmm. We're almost flying blind here. Um, Rat Snatch sort of looks up at you mm-hmm. and is like, um, so are we going into that? I think we have to, but, uh, I just, I'm worried about what's waiting on the other side. I feel like we're going to get ambushed. I got this bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. Yeah, well, I think the Corsair would hold up to, uh, getting battered by those, uh, if it came down to it. But your clipper might be a little bit more maneuverable. Uh, I'm always down for a challenge, though. Would, a rat would, snatch challenge. Would you? Ew, don't say that. Don't say rat snatch challenge. I don't like that. Uh, and that's an order. Uh, Damn. Do you, Damn. Do you recommend uh, maybe flying uh, out in the clipper for a quick scout? Maybe see if... I, I guess we're cloaked pretty well now, but maybe see if we can't uh, spot them before they spot us. Your call, Cap. I think you'll have a little bit more maneuverability inside that uh, cloud, but uh, you won't have the hole that the Corsair has if anything does happen. I'll ask, I, I'll go to um, Rain and Heart, and I will propose to them me flying out on the clipper alone. Negative. I would feel more comfortable if we came with you. Yeah. And and left the crew on this ship by themselves? Affirmative. I am reluctant to be separated. I understand. Uh, Jules, what was the... So after the big, like, speech moment about, like, fighting for the people of the Void and then, like, soon after seeing the destruction of one of those planets, Mm. um... What's the like tone in the sh- on the ship? Can we get a vibe check? Can we get a vibe <laughs> check? <laughs> yeah, I think a vibe, vibe check. check would have to come from your commander. So, uh, Xandar, give me a charisma check and let's see how the vibe is. Uh, you I'll tell me what over. kind of charisma check you're rolling to. I'll go over the PA deception, as always. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Everything's <deception>. just fine. <laughs> I'll go over the PA and be like, all right, everybody, uh, everything's fine. Just. Uh, just a vibe check, you know. If you if you see somebody on the crew near you, t- take a minute and and ask them how their day's going. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to your left. Now to your right. Uh oh, that's so bad. Um, oh, it's an eleven. An eleven? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people are a bit more serious after seeing, like, the actual, like, combat that's going on than they were before. And also this whole situation, knowing that they're flying likely into a trap, is putting, like, people on edge that, oh, this is actually pretty real. Uh, So it's not like the crew is, like, upset with any of you or anything like that. It's just, like, everyone's kind of tense right now. Mm -hmm. Right. I I think it might be a good idea if the three of us do want to fly out in the clipper together to leave the ship in the capable hands of the crew manning all the positions as well as Orion's new uh, ability to take charge. Yeah. Affirmative. And 
it, it might help the crew feel a little more comfortable um, if we take responsibility ourselves and go in there. Yeah. I you think know? that's a good idea. So you're taking out the clipper to kind of navigate this like dense cloud of asteroids. Um, are you taking anyone else with you or is it just the three of you? Uh, I think it can just be the three of us. I think anybody yeah, else who right. would be like on our level needs to be on the ship. Yeah. Okay. So then we'll see you all loading into the clipper. Um, Donnie does like a very like customary handing off of command to Orion. Um, oh. They You did not do this last time because I Donnie was sort of afraid that the crew would respond negatively. Uh, but you see, it doesn't really affect people too much. They seem pretty chill with it. Nice. Um, and you all slip into the void uh, in your clipper. Uh, tell me how you're approaching navigating through this. I think really slowly. S- slow enough that like we wouldn't be causing a stir. For sure. I think we want to be just a little bit ahead, but the ship, I mean, the our ability to communicate, I'm sure, is being blocked between the clipper and the ship even, right? Yeah, you know uh, from Beeman's scans that when you kind of penetrate into that cloud, uh, the radiation is going to block your signal. Okay. Yeah, I, I think we, we don't want to lose them, but we do want them to follow in behind us. Oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. Um, then Xandar, that's going to be a piloting check for you to get through this, and then I'll have Rat Snatch roll a piloting check with advantage following you. Okay. Ooh, nice. Uh, that is going to be a 22. Nice, Hell nice, yeah. nice, nice. Ooh, okay. nice job. Let's see <laughs> how Rat Snatch does towing the Corsair behind. Ooh, I rolled a natural seven and a natural four. Um, the uh, clipper is moving through here pretty finely. Uh, there's lots of like little gaps that you can take advantage of, but the Corsair is just a bigger ship. Um, and it's you see it is like dinging these asteroids, grinding up against it. Uh, who has the Corsair's stats handy? I'll tie. I don't have it pulled up. Who's going to get there first? <clears throat> I believe in Bianca. Um, when you have that up, the Corsair is going to take 37 points of bludgeoning damage as it is getting battered in this asteroid field. Okay, it starts starts with 600 HP. Damn, I just pulled it up. So close. (laughs) It takes how many points? Uh, 37. 37. Yeah, is that over your mishap threshold? No, our no, mishap yeah, threshold is 40. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. Oh, my um, God. So your ship holds strong, um, but it is um, a little taxing uh, uh, flying through here. Uh, do you proceed? So I'll say with your check, um, Xandar, you're able to kind of fly out to the other side of this if you want to. Um, the Corsair sort of gets held up halfway through. Uh, how do you proceed? I think we want to sort of snoop around on the other side of this thing for what I anticipate is waiting for us to buy the Corsair time to get through. Okay, Because I cool. feel like they're going to take more damage from whatever's trying to attack them in the asteroid field than they are by the time they get out of it. 
Fair enough. Um, then the Corsair is going to continue trying to plot along as best they can. Um, Xandar, heart and rain. When you get to the other side of this asteroid field, you see a planet um, floating there, surrounded by like a perfect ring of these asteroids. Um, it is a garden planet, blue, green. Um, from where you are, it looks like a glittering jewel in the void. You're pretty far off from it, um, but that seems to be what this, like, cloud of asteroids is blocking. Are, are we picking up any uh, indications that our communication might be available and that there may be a signal on this planet that we could communicate with? Um, still seems to be getting a lot of in- interference inside of this cloud from the radiation of the asteroids. However, Rain, you think you could attempt to cut through it now that you're on the other side of it? Yeah, let's give it a shot. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, so this uh, you don't have comm tool proficiency, um, so go ahead and roll a hacker's tool to see if you can try to get in that way. Yeah, and I think you would specifically be trying to contact whatever the receivers for like whatever shale's ship would have been or the if we yeah. know the, the gobbler's com or like anything like that you know yeah i feel like i'd be semi familiar with that code yeah just yeah. cuz of our history together but i rolled a natural one so it doesn't wow. <laughs> yeah, all you can see is previously paired bluetooth devices yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hard rain like it, Whatever is is being like given off here, it's mm-hmm. like almost trying to cut through a I don't know, like water. You know, it's like nothing is yeah. coming. Although it's really easy to transmit sound through water, so that was a bad example. Mud. <laughs> it's like mud. mud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no luck. I wasn't able to find anything. Alright, well, uh, I reckon that's our heading that will go planet side, but let's make sure that the Corsair gets through safely first. Yes, I can so roll we'll, another check. We'll keep watch a bit, yeah. Okay, the Corsair is going to be able to pull itself off, but it is going to take a little bit more damage as it does so. How much? And can I kind of look around for any sign of if, like, somebody's going to attack if there are any ships, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you go ahead and give me a uh, perception. Um, the Corsair will take another 35. Okay. Ooh, nice. That's a dirty 20. Nice, yeah. Um, It is clear. And that is, I think, what is eerie to you, Xandar. Um, a planet like this, you know, would be big real estate garden planets like this like this is like the sort of planet that hal is currently fighting for Hmm. um and you see no satellites you see no ships you see no uh a sign of anyone having ever sort of been in this area before all right y'all i still can't shake this nagging feeling like somebody's either waiting for us or watching us or something but I think we want to land and see if we can't find our friends. Affirmative. Yeah. Can I um, do a quick, like, um, religion check? 
Sure. I just yeah. want to like, anytime I see, anytime Hart sees anything vaguely garden-esque, oh, they, good, good, good. they always mm-hmm. want to like, just like, you know, take a mom, check <laughs> in with the inner thesis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Go for it. See what? Ooh. Um. 25. Ooh. 25. Nice. I've yeah. been reading my Bible. Uh, <laughs> you check in with uh, sort of that piece of thesis that kind of binds you and Maeve's uh, uh, consciousness together and you extend it out from yourself through this area and that light is able to kind of pierce through this dense radiation and you find nothing <gasps> and it feels bad. Oh no. Oh you no. Oh no, I say that to my friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you Weird. find no connection to the garden. You find no connection to thesis other than what is coming from within you. You just feel like you're almost in a, uh, a pressure cooker. Don't like that. Um, yeah, my weird alarm <laughs> starts going off. Um, but I do, I will like, I'll, 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 I'll say, um, it feels empty in a way that makes me very uneasy. Is there, and I, I look, well, I'll look between the two of them because they've been out in space much longer than I have. Um, is there a recorded history of false planets or illusions? I feel there's nothing out there. Mm. I don't know about the history of it, but uh, I could maybe do a quick scan to see if there's any sort of like illusion being placed. Yeah, maybe we were looking for the wrong thing when we were looking for communication. Maybe we want to be looking for magic. Maybe that planet is the trap. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Mm Mm-hmm. So, Jules, I Mm -hmm. don't know how this would work, but would I be able to... uh, uh, use a ritual to cast detect magic. Oh, uh, what's the range of detect magic? You are quite thing. far from this planet. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. In I, yeah. So I, I think it's very unlikely, but I, I want to give it a shot because the range is 30 feet. So I just mm-hmm. want to see if there's any illusion that's being impacted on us. Oh, I, I, I see. Probably, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to like scan the planet. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, that makes sense to me. Uh, other than uh, now the radiation isn't necessarily like a magical effect but I think that mm-hmm. is the only thing that your detect magic will give off and that is something that's coming I from see. these rocks not coming from this planet got it hmm my mind hey. is turning to maybe rain you would know better than than I would is there an episode of Star Corsair? that feels anything like this situation that we could draw some (laughs) logic from? Yes! Uh, (laughs) Can I roll a history check (laughs) to see uh, if I remember like a moment from the show? uh, The TV show has been the answer all along. Uh, Go ahead and roll. Yes! (laughs) Go ahead and roll history. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Here we go. Come on. I've never wanted anything more. Come on. Mmm... 
That's a 13. Mm. I don't know, Xander. It's been a while. Let me think. Uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, you remember, and I think you remember this because the science was bad, <laughs> but there was like an episode about like how a black hole was like hiding behind the image of a planet. Like no one has, can really see a black hole, but like the ship got close enough to look into one and it sort of reflected um like like earth back to them um but oh, it was like so sort of up. like a a siren song like yeah. kind of trying to draw that is like the closest approximation that you get from what is currently happening i wonder yeah, if, the the black hole arc i wonder <laughs> if we <laughs> i wonder if we could drop some cargo or something to test that theory we're not sensing any like um we're not sensing any sort of irregular gravitational pull, are we? Um, you are currently affected by this planet's gravity like you would be affected by the asteroid's gravity. Okay. Uh, but you are not, other than the natural gravitational pull of large objects in the void, uh, nothing is, like, sucking you in. No spaghettification here. This planet's yeah. just too valuable, and we know Hal has presence in this area, so it just doesn't add up. Affirmative. It is strange. There's no sign of our friends. And what you'll recall from this mission is that the gobbler was on route in this area to mine like it normally does. And its trajectory was changed by antithesis to this location. Oh. Uh. Right, right, that. right, right. <laughs> I hate that. I I have a gut feeling that So okay, I said I you guys might want to sit down for this one. I need to tell you guys something. I, we sit in the little like dining <laughs> room table in the quiver. <laughs> <laughs> I just like shoot shoot down in front of the table. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but whenever I use uh chronergy magic it sort of um transports me to another time and you may not have even realized that i've done it but sometimes when i've succeeded in our in our you know journey together it didn't start off as a success i i traveled to a point where i succeeded and over time i've been working on different spells um that involve uh, transportation via the manipulation of time. And I, I have a feeling, based on that experience, that whatever is happening behind this planet, that the gobbler was transported to either a different plane or a different time. Oh, maybe it's a gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spooky. So wherever, whatever was happening with the gobbler, they might be in a different time, or they might just be, um, in a like a mirror plane of this one. I have to work backwards. Just, um, <laughs> uh, Reverse thrusters. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very insightful theory. A gate would make sense. Mm -hmm. If something 
were to approach the, um, I don't think Hart would make that reference. I was going to say like the cheese under the box, but I don't think that they know about mousetraps. Um, <laughs> but this is, this is the, the planet is the shiny jewel, as it were. Yeah. But whatever lies beyond. Right. It's been difficult and for our friends to come back from. Now we might be facing a situation where we need to go into the traps so we can yeah, that's what pull I'm our feeling. friends out. Affirmative. Um, How long would it take us to orbit the planet at least once? Um, it's a pretty large planet, uh, but it, in, in your ship, it wouldn't take long at all to just fly around it. Okay. I think for peace of mind, I kind of want to do that. And also to like stall a little bit, because I think Xandar genuinely doesn't know what to do. And he feels like he's putting a lot of people in danger. Okay. You took command. Um, are you having the Corsair follow you in this? Are you having the Corsair hang back? We'll have the Corsair hang back. Yeah. Okay. And how close are you approaching as you sort of just do this flyby? Uh, I don't think we want to enter its atmosphere. Okay, cool. Um, then you fly just like kind of outside of its atmosphere. Uh, you are now like close enough to like make out features within this planet. So you see uh, large areas of grassland, you see mountain, you see uh, 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 polar areas, um, just like seems like a big, beautiful, green, lush planet as you were flying over it. Um, I know this isn't much, but this might be um, sort of a, a really small safety net for if we plunge into this um, possible wormhole. But um, I, I've prepared a new spell um, and I like scroll through my little watch and it pops up. It says banishment. And I basically, I described to the group, I say, I say for one minute, I'll be, if we get into some serious, serious trouble when we're in there for one minute, I'll be able to send one of you back to, if we can come up with some plan to like have the, uh, the outside of the wormhole help us, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I might be able to send you out of the wormhole for a minute because it, it'll send you to your original time. Hmm. Smart. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is assuming that's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. There's a lot of assumptions here. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. But I think that is a good idea to have in our back pocket if we can return to either the Corsair or the Clipper for a minute. Mm -hmm. Perhaps we can deliver some orders to the crew and have them assist us yeah. in whatever challenge may be approaching. Or I, I we think, call Hestia. Yeah, yeah. I think. Or yeah, we Hestia or we call smaller. Hestia. Yeah, Hestia would. I. I feel confident that Hestia would be able to help us if we were in serious trouble inside a wormhole. I, I think I, I think that the three of us need to land and investigate further. I, no use dragging yeah. the Corsair in until we know more, but yeah, if we don't want to separate, then you two are stuck with me going down to the surface. Affirmative. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Um, you're breaching atmosphere and landing on this planet. Is there any particular area you're trying to land on 
Go to the um, beach. <laughs> not the beach. Not the beach. <laughs> not the beach. <laughs> yeah, all of you go ahead and roll wisdom saving throws as you remember your fake lives. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> wisdom saving throw. Ooh, I did pretty good. I got 11. 15. Okay. I got a dirty 20. Yeah, for a moment, Rain, you, you know, you remember the sand between There's your mojitos. toes. You remember the volleyball sort of like bouncing on on, on the beach sand and that, yeah, the taste of mojito in your mouth and it just feels mm. so real. And it takes like a second to like pull yourself out of that. It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you, so you're aiming for the where? I'm sorry. Can, can we find, is there like a maybe a clearing in a wooded area that we could land on or something? Yeah, yeah. And you're still like sort of outside of like the atmosphere of this planet. So like, you know, making out like that is a forest is a little bit hard, but mm-hmm. um, you can definitely like land in a green area for sure. All right. I yeah. think let's, yeah, let's go for that. Um, And as you breach the atmosphere of this planet, um, you start to um, pick up speed as you're um, trying to like, like, uh, sail through this uh, uh, dense atmosphere, um, your ship begins to heat up. You see something disturbing happen. Uh, You see cracks appearing on this planet as you get closer to it. These like sort of jagged cuts appear that slice through the oceans and slice through the mountains and you see the planet as you get closer split open and inside you see rows and rows of teeth the size of mountains and uh, uh, large like sort of like stretches of viscera and organs as this thing opens up like a flower you see this gargantuan tongue flap out and lash up at your ship. It's going to make an attack on you. Let's roll for initiative. Ooh, oh my god. My god. Oh, shit. oh shit, oh shit. Planet. Planet mimic. Oh. Uh, we got a 17. Okay. Um, oh, you see uh, you are now being kind of sucked in to this thing as its mouth opens up. This planet's mouth <laughs> opens up and its tongue sort of reels back to lash out at you. Uh, Xandar, you are an expert pilot, but you know flying away from this thing is going to be a very hard thing to do. Uh, but you act first. Okay. Can I try to use the momentum we've already generated to, Mm -hmm. as that tongue is coming at us, I think that this creature is probably anticipating that we're going to, like, stop on a dime and and go back the the way we came. Mm -hmm. But can I kind of use the momentum we've already generated and sort of, like, try to slingshot past it? Oh, interesting. Instead of it, like, attacking where we're going to go, like, try to, like, get in, in front of, like, just past it. I feel that. Roll a vehicle handling check. Use charisma instead of your normal modifier. Okay. Since you're trying to, like, trick it. Uh, 18. 18. Okay. Yeah, you um do exactly what you set out to do, and you're attempting to slingshot yourself out of orbit using the momentum you've generated. It does anticipate your turn. Normally, it was going to make its attack on you with advantage. Now, it's just going to make a straight roll against your ship's AC, which is what? Which is? 21. 21. 
Oh, I found um, it. It's 21. <laughs> <laughs> the tongue lashes out close enough for you to feel like atmosphere bend and move around you, sending your ship flying. It does miss, uh, but you're still sort of caught in this thing's orbit as it attempts to adjust to make another strike on you. Okay, then I think we uh, want... Roll me a quick perception check. Ooh. This can be anyone aboard the ship. I did very poorly. I did pretty well. I got an eight. I rolled a nat one. My eyes are closed. I got a 21. Ooh. 21. All right. Nice. Yeah, rain. As it sort of made this miss, the planet itself sort of adjusts its like positioning, which is just like a horrifying thing to do. You've never seen something quite this big before. And as you're sort of taking it in, all of you at your battle stations, you see kind of wedged inside of this planet just for a second, the gobbler before <gasps> it moves. Okay. All right. Um, can I do something really quick? I'm going to try something. Uh, we see the gobbler and I think about this spell that I've been preparing, but I've been a little too scared to use because it's using the, the, that intense power from the chronergy magic. Mm. Um, but this seems like the perfect time to try and use it. And so um, I want to tell my friends in the ship, I say, okay, we've got a minute. I'm going to try my best to use this spell, um, but we have a minute to try and get this ship out of here. Um, I'm going to try and banish it if it's possible. Whenever banish it, what? The the planet creature. Like when it lashes out. When it lashes out its tongue at us, if it hits our ship uh -huh. or gets close to it, I want to like save an action to cast banishment. I'm mean, definitely going to try to attack your ship again. So are, are, are you, are you going to cast it or are you yeah. trying to... Okay. Uh, as soon as it's within 60 feet, I'm going to try and, and cast uh, Banishment on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a creature of unfathomable size. Um, so you could definitely just make this attempt without the 60 feet. Um, that is okay, cool. pretty relative in this scenario. Sweet. Um, this is a charisma save. Yeah, DC. 15. Okay. Yeah, what's the planet's charisma? Yeah, you see, this thing is just too big. You uh. focus on trying to get rid of it, and I think what you actually figure out as you're trying to, like, banish this thing is that you're not looking at one creature. You're looking at billions of creatures stitched together into one gigantic thing. Oh, Jesus. So even if I did banish what it, it would just be like a little tiny fuck? piece of it, right? Um, it's just too large for you yeah. to banish. Um, do you all do anything else with your turn? We're kind of fucking around with initiative, but that's, that's yeah, the only I, idea I just don't I think it's worth attacking. It's definitely, I mean, shooting this thing's probably not going to help us, so. Okay. Mm -hmm. It lashes out again with its tongue, and you feel yourself, it does not a direct hit, it just sort of grazes your ship, and you feel yourself get <laughs> wedged up against it as it... <laughs> starts to retract. You see darkness closing in around you. Uh, the last thing you see is the faint image of the Corsair at the far end of this asteroid field as the world goes dark inside Planet Mimic. And that's where we'll stop. Oh, A Planet dude. Mimic. I never thought I'd see the day. Dude. 
hate it. I love this game. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. When in doubt, mimic. Oh my god. Uh, I had Bad to switch notes. notebooks. I filled up a notebook during that. Woo. Oh, that's nice. wild. Um, if people want to uh be vored by a planet, <laughs> uh, where can they find us? Be? <laughs> where all good vore lives, the internet. Uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, you can find us on, at the pod has been cast on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Patreon, and our website. And you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at the PHB cast. And you can use all those social media platforms to uh, tell your cool friends about the cool shit we're up to because we're doing cool stuff. Um, and word of mouth is really helpful for a podcast like us. So if you like us, uh, tell somebody about it. And uh, who are the people we need to tell you about that we like? Carlos. Uh, we want to tell you all about how much we like Jules. Why? Because it's no. Jules' birthday. Oh, that's no. right. Jules, I guess it was yesterday, Jules, right? Jules. But <laughs> Jules is amazing. Jules oh, yeah. does so much work to piece all of this together. And I know without a doubt that there's like a whole encyclopedia of all the cool shit that we're going to eventually find on this show. Everything that you love about this show, all the themes, all the cool planets and people, even Ratsnatch. This all thanks to Jules. <laughs> Do you know? not go in there. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, we love you, Jules. Happy birthday. Uh, if you want to say happy birthday to Jules, if you're on Patreon, you can go to our Discord and, and send all the love there. Or you can leave a nice review and just say happy birthday in there R regardless just just you know we love you oh, i love you all yeah. too you're my pride and joy this podcast is my pride and joy mm. um thank you so much for having me um i have enough presence though for if you were to look at my tree skirt if I am a Christmas tree in this scenario, mm -hmm. a Christmas tree made out of flesh and sinew and blood right. and bone. Uh, beneath mm. me, I am adorned with many gifts. These gifts mm. come in the shape of our whole I'm talking about the beautifully wrapped gifts like Luca Eric Payne, Desmond Universe, Warren Daly, Jonathan Yatsky, Arlo Howard, Carlos Scatlin, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, mm. Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman-Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimball, Time Turner, Aaron Sillick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S, Rhea Strong, Nick Bromley, and my big brother Juan. Thank you, Patreons, for supporting small podcasts and keeping us alive. You can be like these Patreons and uh, have access to exclusive bonus content, our fan discord, and and my love. You can have access to my yeah. You can have access yeah. To yeah. My love. Behind a paywall. <laughs> behind a paywall, yeah. as love should be. Um, <laughs> uh, help us out if you can. If not, hey, times are tough. I understand. Uh, we still. Love you. I'm going to bring back a section that uh, has uh, was canceled, but I alone have the power to cancel and uncancel. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, this section is called oh, Plug Me, Daddy. Oh, my God. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember why it was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, we uh, plug the things that we uh, think you should uh, engage with. And uh, one of those things is a project I worked on with a company called Theater in the Dark. It's called A Matter of Red Herrings. Um, it is a noir 
spoof, funny, sad, actually kind of pure joy uh, podcast uh, slash audio play. You can check it out on theaterinthedark.com. That's theater, R-E. And um, you can hear my okay voice (laughs) as I uh, voice one of the characters (laughs) on a matter of red herrings. And Theater in the Dark also has a a whole host, a whole catalog of other auditory treats. Uh, but there's only one treat I have time left in this episode for, and that is the treat that comes inside of Robert's Corner. Plug me, Daddy. Uh, shout out this week to Karaoke Alex at the yeah, Edelweiss Tavern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Fuck. goodness. He, he took care of us. What a pro. Yeah. What a pro. What a pro. If you're, if you're yeah, in the city fun. of Chicago and you want a good karaoke experience after 10 p.m. on Saturdays, Karaoke Alex is great at Edelweiss Tavern. You might find me there twerking. Some say to this day, you can still find (laughs) me twerking to this day. And Jules will twerk to anything. Seriously. (laughs) It's true. Well, I'm going to twerk my way off to um, early grave. Why don't you all get the fuck out of my house? I'm going to get to that. Bye. Bye.